This is Retrospection Radio. Retrospection Radio Hour. Man, what a what a great start. I'm already stuttering over myself. So, um, I <laughs> it's been about a month uh, since we were last on. The semester ended. Whole bunch of stuff changed. Uh, we're no longer Mondays. Uh, in the afternoon, instead we're Fridays in the evening from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. I'm testing out live streaming tonight, so if you want, go to retrospectionradio.com and maybe you can find it. I, I don't, I don't know how it's going to sound or what it's going to look like if you're even going to be able to hear Nate or anything, but uh, um, I'm giving it a try. So let's let's see what happens with that. So uh, <laughs> welcome to Retrospection Radio Hour. Today we're going to be going over the 1980s, specifically 1985 to 1989. We're going to be talking about Ronald Reagan, rock and roll, the end of the Cold War, and just a lot of really fun 1980s stuff. It has been, like I said, about a month since we were last on. Uh, a lot of changes have happened, but I just want to uh, I want to check up on you, Nate. It's you know we've had Christmas, we've had a New Year, we've had so much happened. What have you been up to? Well, uh, well, it all started out. I got COVID. Oh, what a great time! That was fun. Uh, you know, felt felt a little under the weather one day, and I was like, "Oh, well, that's not good." And then the next day, I I felt worse, and I went out, and that probably wasn't a good idea. And then the next day, I felt even worse. So I was like, "I should probably get tested." I came up positive. <laughs> and that was uh and then I proceeded to lose my my taste and my smell all at once. Oh, that's fun. And then uh somehow I got it, it I got pink eye. Oh. Apparently that's a rare symptom, but I got it somehow. Oh. <laughs> so <laughs> uh well, my taste I only lost for like a day or so, maybe 2 days. My smell it was about a week. Uh it probably would have I probably would have lost it longer had I not been so angry at the fact that I lost my smell and I proceeded to furiously smell like random things in my house. So angry he brings his own nose back into existence. And I uh I and in that time I did a lot of reading. I watched movies and I listened to music a lot, but I I I I've read like a lot of books in the past month. <laughs> That doesn't surprise me. A lot of music, a lot of books. That sounds like your personality. Yeah, and uh, what else has happened? Oh, geez. Um, well, you know, it's kind of in a funk during that time. God, I'm coming out of it. Uh, might might have a new job. Might be able to get out of my my nine my you know my rat race. Oh, that was the one you worked at with your dad, right? Yeah. Yeah. I might be getting out. I, I'm 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 <laughs> working on an application right now for a uh, for a uh, Rhino staging, in it's like a live production uh, company here in Columbus. So hopefully that works out for me because I really want I'm really trying to like use my audio engineering certification. Yeah, that that'd be nice. I've been a. Uh... I've been getting into editing podcasts recently. I just got a uh, a podcast I'm editing that is um, basically mental health. It's about mental health for disabled people, um, led by a person with a disability, and then another one I'm in the works for for somebody else. I don't really know anything else about that podcast yet, but you know, 
Here's to here's to the future and good things happening and good jobs coming along to us. Yes. <laughs> so uh, I have had quite the month. I've done I've done a lot. <laughs> it's it's hard for me to get any uh to say everything I've done, but there's been a lot of work on retrospection radio. Uh, got season five is being written. Season four is done and done editing. And we've changed that up, so now it's going to be season four is going to be releasing every two weeks, and then we'll have our radio show every week, um, which will continue to be released at uh, Saturdays at noon, um, or you can listen to us live now Fridays, 8 to 10 p.m. So that's, that's not a really long time to have to wait for anything. So... We're testing out the live stream right now, um, and yeah, okay, um, and we don't have any sound for uh, retrospection radio, so I'm gonna have to sit down and figure out right now, like on the live. Oh stream. no, no, no! I, I'm not gonna sit down and figure that out right now, but I am definitely. Uh, so there's there's no sound on the website right now. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. It says we're live on air. Five minutes, listeners. You can send your message in. You can call in. We can add in audio effects and music and like some really great stuff. Which actually, you know, once we once we leave Otterbein University, um, I have a setup in which we would be able to just sit in my apartment and live stream together. That's awesome. So should be able to do that. However, I was hoping I'd be able to just hook up my laptop to the board right here and it would work and doesn't it's seem not, like it is it's not happening right now nah it's it understands that we're live we actually have an excellent signal strength and like everything about this is great except there's no audio for them might have to be <laughs> might have to be some troubleshooting down yeah the bike. i uh i might have to do that i might stay afterwards and just go into one of those uh prods back there and just sit down and plug in my laptop and see if i can figure anything out Hopefully we'll get it get it going. <clears throat> Let's hope, you know. But hey, don't panic though. <laughs> not planning on it. I uh I'm not too worried about it because we've got everything else set out. I just think it'd be really fun if you know, we're talking right here and I just say, Hey, go to retrospection radio and they can go straight to the website and then start sending us messages live. It's a lot you said easier. They could call in too? Yeah. I mean, technically, they can call in from here too, but I, I don't, I don't, I don't know if this machine actually works. Like, this looks I remember, like it's out I, of the I 2000s. remember asking about that, like if we could get that phone to work, because that would be like really yeah. fun. Uh, that's something I'd have to sit down and talk with Hannah about, and just say, hey, how do we actually use this like ancient 2003 phone? Like, so, yeah, we could could get all Howard Stern up in here and just like prank call <laughs> people. <laughs> Uh, I don't think that'd go over well on a college radio station. No. No, not edgy enough. Not an Otterbein. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. All right. Well, um we're we're gonna we're gonna go ahead go ahead and get into it. Let's I'm go. excited for this. Nineteen eighty to nineteen eighty four is a very huge grossing episode. Um or at least compared to our normal stuff. It, it is? is? Yeah. Uh People like the 80s. What can I say? That is true. It's like, I feel like in in different time periods, there's like the 
whatever was happened like 20 or 30 years prior to the current time at that time yeah it kind of becomes be- the nostalgia becomes popular it's like in the 70s like everyone was like yeah the 50s american graffiti happy days <laughs> uh you know and then in the 80s i don't know if there was 60s stuff in the 80s i guess you could say with like the neon like day glow stuff i'm not sure Eesh. Uh, there is kind of, I mean, there's probably some hippie stuff that leaked into the 80s, the 60s stuff. I, I don't know, though. <laughs> but then, like, what was it in the 2000s? Like, the 2010s, it was like the 90s. People were really into the 90s, and now everyone's yeah. into the 80s. Yeah. Because it was like, there was a time where people were just like, you're a 90s kids if you remember this. <laughs> and it's like an Etch-A-Sketch, which is like, yeah, that's from the... That's not from That's the 90s. from like That's... 1920. Every generation grew up with one of those. Everybody had an etch a sketch. Congratulations, you are not special. For real. So <laughs> So you 90s kids are dumb. Some of them are like I'm sorry, 90s kids. Wow, just kids. alienating a whole whole bunch of our audience right there. Man, sorry. I hate 90s kids. <laughs> I don't hate all 90s kids. I don't like the mindset just, of just like, <laughs> I don't like the, uh, what's the word? The elitism of it. It's weird. It's like, you can't, you literally cannot control when you were born. <laughs> like, that's something you just do not have any control over. Yeah, it's one of those things, like, specifically with the 90s kids, but I, I'm sure it's other people too, where it's just kind of like, well, you wouldn't understand what it's like to grow up in the 90s. And you're like, well, you wouldn't understand what it's like to grow up in the 2000s. And, and they just get angry and they're like, Nobody well, knows. I lived in the 2000s. Yeah, but you were like 20 years old by that point. It's and like you were already grown up. Uh, that's right. <laughs> and some of these people are real fakers. I'll tell you what. There's these people that are like, I was born in like 1995 through like 99. I'm a 90s kid. It's like, no, you weren't. If you're born in 1999, you don't even remember the 90s. The 90s came and went, just passed you right by. Yeah, I'm a 99 kid. I made that joke a few times. <laughs> I've heard people try to pull that. Like, I'm a 90s kid. It's like, no, you're not. You're a 2000s kid. Join the club with me. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of it. I'm, I'm, I'm born in 2000. You know, I'll admit it. I'm a Y2K baby. I was born three months after the world was supposed to end. I see that as a badge of honor. Or a bad thing. I think it's a good thing. (laughs) Uh, The world didn't end so that I could be born. That's right. That's the whole reason. And that's actually why we got to 2012. um, Because when the world was supposed to end in 2012, they are just kind of like, well, you know, Nate's still around. We'll just... I can't believe that that the world was supposed to end nine years ago. Yeah, well, like I remember it came up. I remember twenty twenty two. Well, no, that's not well. Well, yeah, but it's not December twenty first yet. Well, okay, touche. But it's nine (laughs) years as of right now. But I I still can't believe that. I remember, uh, like it was like in my Snapchat memories. It was like from like high school or something. It's like wow, the world was supposed to end four years ago today, and I'm like wow, it's five years later. I'm like, oh no! I'm like, wow! The world was supposed to end nine years ago. I remember I stayed up till midnight until like I stood out on my porch and like I looked around and I was like, I was like, are you kidding me? I was uh, 
I walked around all day with the sword because I wanted a zombie apocalypse to happen so I could use the sword. <laughs> I was 12 years old at the time, so I was like, wow, I've got a sword. I'm going to kill any aliens or zombies that come my way. Those were... That time was special. In like 2012, <laughs> when everyone was like, "There's a zombie apocalypse," I'd totally win, and, and like I would just be the one, just be like, "No, you wouldn't." <laughs> <laughs> well, I think because uh, I know if I saw zombies running at me, I would just, I would just be like, "Well, that's it." <laughs> <laughs> well, guess I'm dead. Because you can run all you want; they're still gonna come after you. Because there's always gonna be people to turn into zombies. That's right. And so like. That's why you just go live on an island by yourself. Well, personally, I'm I'm more scared of like a robot uprising than a zombie apocalypse <laughs> because like robots are just scary. Alexa, turn off the lights. D- yeah, like that. I'm sorry. I don't want to turn off the lights right now. I think it's dark enough. What? <laughs> Once those Asimov laws start getting broken, it's just going to, you know. I, uh... I think every generation kind of has their, like, boogeyman when they're, you know, at that kind of middle school age from, like, 10 to 12 where they kind of assume this type of apocalypse will happen. Like, in the 80s, you got, well, we're going to get nuked, and it's going to be the Russians, and they'll come get us. I think the nuking thing, that was, since nukes were around, that that went back farther, like, back in the 50s through through the 80s. It was the whole Cold War. They had like duck and cover and stuff like that. <laughs> it's okay. You can hide under your desk and y'all won't blow up. Trust us. You had all these songs about <laughs> being worried about being nuked. Ugh, like th- uh, Eve of Destruction and stuff like that. Just people just being like, we are probably going to die. <laughs> <laughs> we are probably going to die. Eventually. Okay. <laughs> might be a nuke. It might just be of natural causes or you slipped in your bathroom. Hopefully a little bit of both. Hopefully all three. <laughs> Slip on in your bathroom, and then the nuke goes off. So we're going to hop into the 80s now. We finished off last episode with 1984. And uh, some of our viewers, actually uh, knowing our audience, a good portion of our viewers have lived through the history that we are telling today. That's a weird thought. That's a weird thought. I mean, it's probably a weird thought for them, too. Two 20 year olds, you know, we've 22 never, and we've 22. Never seen the 80s. Never seen the 80s except for in Stranger Things and, you know, uh, Ghostbusters. And <laughs> <laughs> and from there, like. Tango and Cash. Yeah. And here we are, like, talking about it as if it happened centuries ago. And then we have people walking around, like, uh, well, Noah, Nate, I, I was I I've got to go full Jimmy Stewart now. I, well, now they're married. I was alive for that. <laughs> it's like I think the most uh, I'm not fully prepared to to be I'm not immersed into the 80s right now. I will say, but I did watch <laughs> Lethal Weapon while I was ah. See, that's in good. COVID. Well, but I also watched the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies because I couldn't go oh. out. I still haven't seen the new Spider-Man movie. Oh yeah, because you were sick. Yeah, literally. Yeah. I was like, I, I was like, it's like I wish I could oh. go, and literally everybody is seeing it without me. Yeah, I remember that night. Dustin made a comment. He said, "Hey, like Nate normally comes to these types of things. Where is he?" And everyone was like, well, "We don't really know. <laughs> we we don't know where." I he told is. them I was grounded. I thought they would figure it out, <laughs> <laughs> but they was like, someone was like, "Why are you grounded? What? You're, you're what? twenty-two like, years old. You can drink." <laughs> it's like. 
I mean, like, I am sick. I can't. <laughs> like, I want to. <laughs> so I watched the Sam Raimi ones, and I, you know, I did not realize. I've forgotten in those years how awesome those movies are. Until you hit three. Three this, is just a jumbled mess of confusion. The third one, I will say, this might be controversial. Uh-oh. It had, Uh-oh. It had we- potential. Okay. It, it, yeah. it could have been a really good movie. There were parts of it that were really good. Like Sandman's arc, like that was really cool. Even Harry's arc was pretty good too. Because, you know, he had like, you know, he he had a whole arc throughout the whole movies. He yeah. redeemed himself in the he end. He had brain trauma from, you know, something that happened in the first movie. Yeah. Stuff that he should know. And like he and went remember. through. <laughs> <laughs> uh, alrighty. And he went through stuff and whatever, but like, I. I can't defend Venom though. Yeah, they. I I didn't like Eddie Brock. I was like, I was like, why he has no motivation? I'm like he just. He's just mean. He's just like. And he's just. I mad. lied and I made up some stuff and then someone <laughs> called me out and so I hate you now for the guy that called me out. And I'm like, you have no. It's like the old blues song. Nobody, it's nobody's fault but mine. You know, it's 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 your fault and you're gonna go. It's like I'm gonna kill this guy. It's like. Come the. On. The first one I liked um, quite a bit. I remember having the first uh, one. Like I was laughing. I was like, "This is like it's funny. It's like it's an entertain. <laughs> it's like it's awesome, but it's funny and like entertaining." I'm like, "This is like an actually like really good superhero movie." Like I was like, because I remember all these people talk about it's like, "Oh no, the Raimi ones are dumb and corny," and like it kind of messed with my mind. And I watched it again, and I was like, "You know what? Those people are dumb." And they don't know how to have fun. <laughs> I mean, they are kind of like it's a Sam Raimi movie. They're so, I, like it's it's like they're exaggerated. Like you know, it's like Evil Dead and like you know Army yeah. of Darkness. Like they're, that's how he makes movies. But I love movies like that. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, Crawl, not a good movie. Exaggerated, still terrible. I haven't seen that. Not I haven't even it. heard of it. What's it about? <laughs> it's a. Uh, it was one of Sam Raimi's horror movies. Uh, Brant and I. Um, somebody who played for our retrospection listeners, uh, he played Croc and a few other characters in the first season, the first couple episodes, which by the way, uh, if you're listening and you never really liked the radio theater, I went back and redid the audio of the lodges still, you know, recorded it when I was 17 years old with a bunch of 17 year old guys and we're all sitting there and yeah, first few episodes may not be the greatest, but, uh, come a long way since having a $15 Walmart mic and uh, <laughs> just a, a couple towels in the basement to, you know, dampen some of the sound. This so is a good. This is a, this is a, it's a very interesting image. Yeah, well, <laughs> it, well, there was the second episode, Beyond the Surface. I had uh, Nicole, Dustin, and Brant were all in the booth at once, and the microphone is designed to have one person talk into it. Like that was the point there of that three, microphone. Like three people. For there were three mic. people talking into it. And like, you can still hear it in the audio recording. Cause you've got, you've got some people back here talking and you know, the audience can like, barely hear them. We have to do something about this. Yeah. And then you got someone like that. And then you got someone kind of like over it's here like, and it's like, what? Look out. <laughs> There's somebody in that room. He's all the way over there. He's in the other room. And the audience is like. I'm in the other room right now. (laughs) I'm really far away. I'm really close, and we got to do something about this guy. It's funny because it's all underwater. (laughs) (laughs) 
makes it even better. They're like, they're wearing scuba suits that have like masks over them that allows them to talk with each other because you, you can't talk underwater. Yeah. And I was like, well, I can't really make a scuba diving episode without my characters being able to speak because then that's just 15 minutes of blah, 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 blah. Ah! <laughs> You're just like, what is happening in this plot? <laughs> oh, what a good time. That's, that sounds awesome. Uh, yeah, so anyways, went back and redid that audio, put a disclaimer in there, listen to this stuff instead. <laughs> You're like, you know, you can listen to the old stuff if you like to, but, you know, let's... Uh, We've come bounds and leaps ahead of where yeah, you we've gotta, been. You know, you got to remember where you came from. Yeah. Well, it's actually, like when you go back and you watch all those like really like low quality, just silly like YouTube videos from like fifteen oh, no. years ago. Yeah, I still I got love, all of those. I love those. I just I love watching those, like especially like ones that like they'll show up like in my in my recommended, and I haven't seen these videos literally in like over a decade and then i see them i'm like i remember that video <laughs> carl that kills people carl i remember uh, charlie bit my finger <laughs> I remember charlie the pink, the pink unicorn charlie the unicorn yes hey charlie hey charlie wake we're going up. to candy mountain charlie <laughs> oh god they stole my lungs <laughs> what a good time Stick a banana in your ear. And like a lot of people talk, it's like, that's the golden age of the internet. It's like, that's kind of hard to say because the internet is like, (laughs) the internet is not that old. Well, and it's forever changing too. Like it just goes so fast. I will say one thing. It was a good time to be (laughs) like a content creator at that time in YouTube because like it was all about just like, there wasn't, you didn't have Jimmy Fallon, you didn't have Jimmy Kim, you didn't have all those Jimmys and Jameses coming in with their s- freaking talk shows saying the same stuff and making the same jokes that they're all making together because they probably sit together in a room like, what jokes are we going to make today? Okay, your joke's going to be slightly different, but we're all going to say the same thing. Well, if you remember Machinima. I remember that. So that company came in along with a bunch of other companies before YouTube had their YouTube ads. And they would buy out creators for like, they would lowball them for like 200 bucks. Yeah. And all of these creators were locked into contracts and then realized, wait a minute, I could have done this so much better. So like a lot of the- It wasn't great during that time to like profit, but to get exposure, it was really good because it was like- if you could just anybody with like a camera and just like if they had something funny to say or like something interesting to film, they would get like a bunch of views like Chad Warden's just some dude talking. It's like Xbox. It's like PS3 made the best games. It's like, oh, this stuff is stupid. Halo. <laughs> like it's just someone obviously just trolling it. Like, but he he got so famous and he got like so many views. I mean, he's not famous now, but like, it's just, it was, he was just some, more than 10 years ago. He was just some kid with a camera talking crap about Xbox and the Wii <laughs> and stuff. And he, like, he got like, he blew up because everyone thought he was serious. He's like, he's like, screw this guy, dude. 
Like when they had like reply videos, it's like Chad Warden sucks. He's a jerk and he doesn't know what he's talking about. It's like it's like this kid's joke and you can see him like laughing. Like he's, <laughs> like he's trying not to laugh. That was a uh, that was super interesting to uh, it was a special time. Yeah, I, <laughs> like I I've gone back and I was gonna say my laptop just got so much darker. I've gone back and I've studied some of the history of YouTube and honestly. I would, I'd love to do an episode. I want to do, you know, Russia, but I'd love to do a episode just over the history of the internet itself because YouTube, you had 2007 to like 2009 or 10 where those types of videos were super prevalent. You just, you know, had a 380p camera or you're using your flip phone and you're posting it to YouTube from there and it's just really bad quality. And then people like Jimmy Kimmel or any of them who would put out these really nice standard def standard def these really nice standard def videos onto youtube they would get downvoted and like you know uber hate for it because that wasn't what the platform was about it was about the average guy being able to post and yeah. now it's flipped the other way around like i remember like for so long it's like youtube and then there was like broadcast yourself under the logo yeah and they took it out. And like I didn't realize it until like I heard someone say like yeah they removed that and I was like what? I was yeah, like well, I don't used want to, you to broadcast yourself. It's like I used <laughs> to love that. I was like it's like that's awesome. I was like that's you know it's special. Like I remember like I'd know like I remember my cousin like posted some random video. Like it wasn't even like anything. It was just some like video of them at like the fair just like oh ooh, you know whatever kind of video. <laughs> oh. Just like I met the fair. Ooh, hey. <laughs> and it's like and I was like I was like you have a it's like you're on YouTube. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But and now it's just like, it's just terrible. It's like if you're if you're not, it's like you're not gonna make the front page if you're, unless you're like a show. And it's like, ooh, check out this clip of Jimmy Fallon being funny. And he's like, hey, what's up, I'm Jimmy Fallon? <laughs> and he's just laughing at nothing he's again. He's laughing. He's laughing at uh, his own jokes. I will say that's that's one thing that I mean. Once again, proving the point, I want to do a history of YouTube or the internet or something because there was a certain point where production quality started going up and up and up and up. And now even YouTubers like PewDiePie or Call Me Kevin or like any of those gaming people, you basically need to have a really nice camera, great microphone, great lighting, all of that, and super amazing editing to make it feel like it's professional. Yeah. And like you need to learn all of these skills just to make it so it's a little bit ridiculous nowadays even if like you're doing like and all these people they do like video essays Mm -hmm. which some of them are really cool like there's uh there's one channel that i watch a lot called like polyphonic and they just talk about like all these like they talk about music but like you know it's really good like graphic design and all this stuff going on in his videos i'm like it's really visually appealing and it's like actually like really interesting the stuff that he talks that the dude talks about but like then there's a bunch of other people that try to do the same thing like where they're just like oh here's an artist and i'm gonna talk about him it's like and they just state a bunch of obvious stuff and they try to like put like flashy (laughs) stuff it's like it's like i see what you're doing it looks okay to the untrained eye and I'm not saying I have any experience in that stuff because I don't. I was I don't, about to say, says the audio engineer. <laughs> and I don't claim to, but I can tell like when you act, like when someone 
I've watched enough of them to know when someone's actually really good at it and when someone is trying to be good at it, then <laughs> it's really, really noticeable. Well, and that's just what's so unfortunate about YouTube nowadays is because like those people who are trying to be good at it probably just don't have those skills, but they still might have good content to put out. It's just that... Some of it's good, but some of it is, is just well, like... Yeah. They're just stating <laughs> obvious facts, like they're reading off of Wikipedia. This person is... This musician... See, Paul McCartney was a musician, <laughs> and he was in the Beatles. And he made music, too. And he, he played instruments that made music. He and now, sang on occasion. And music is, a, is, a, is vibrations in the air that reach the ear... <laughs> And the brain turns it into what you hear. And the vibrations were made by Paul McCartney as he was around making music. It's like this and is vibrations. How it's like it's like yes, I know. <laughs> so anyway, the eighties. Yeah, uh, Gorbachev. Well, actually, let's let's end with nineteen eighty four again, real quick. Nineteen eighty four saw the Soviet Union pulling out of the Olympics, saying we don't like this. And uh, once again, I, I mean, it's the Russians. They always do this. The, they're protesting the Olympics. Um, we had a few hearings. Uh, some, yeah, we got a, a new task force. We got something else that happened in 84 that was kind of interesting, but I don't entirely. Oh, yeah, Reagan's reelected. I don't know how I kind of forgot that one. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's 1984, Reagan reelected. And that's, that's kind of how we end the year. Um, well, there's a famine, uh, or sorry, famine relief concert of Epic. Um, that's 1985. I'm wrong. Sorry. So 1985 is a year which we saw a bunch of change to the global scale. So we had a whole bunch of. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was, I, there's no there's no water left in there. I tried to drink it and the ice clinked everywhere. I was gonna say I heard the I heard the clinking and I'm like, huh, mute. <laughs> <laughs> I was I tried to be sneaky about it. I couldn't. Um, well, it's like yeah. <laughs> so no, next time I'll just have to take like five steps away. And you, well, you just like walk to the corner of the room and just huddle over it, make sure you're you know. I'm gonna try that. Yes. So, political events in the year 1985. Um, we have Soviet leader Gorbachev and U.S. president, just re-elected U.S. president, Ronald Reagan, meet for the first time at the Geneva Summit of 1985 to discuss disarmament and diplomatic relations. The first hole in the ozone layer was detected near the Antarctic region by scientists Farman, Gardner, and Shanklin of the British Antarctic Survey. The Titanic wreckage was discovered and filmed. I can still hear <laughs> <him>. <laughs> It doesn't matter what you do. I can hear that. Ugh. There's nothing left anyway. I'm not, I don't know why I'm it's messing like with it. like licking the ice. No, I'm trying to drink the water that's like left. I can't uh, drink it through the straw anymore. I see. And it, it's it's gone. It's just ice now. I'm not, I'm gonna put it away from me, so I can't touch it. So there's some other things that happened in '85. A lot of it is just really boring commissions and securities acts and all of that. But you said that you said they found the Titanic. Yes, that's a lot more interesting. Now that's cool. They found and filmed the Titanic. And it took them. 
It took them 70 years. Yeah. Jeez. It's, well, I mean, they knew where it was. It was just a matter of getting down there because we needed to improve um, our marine equipment. Yeah, it's a lot so, of high pressures down there. Yeah. And the fact that we got to film it, like, wow. That is special. It's, uh, Titanic is such, like, a historical event. Every Everything about it is so historical, from the amount of people who died to, like, the Titanic itself and how amazing and giant of a ship it was to how funny it blew up and, like, the reason that it sank. They said it was unsinkable. Exactly. And, like... getting to film it filming it underwater is so like it just looks so gorgeous underwater it looks really ominous too because the back of your mind that's a that's a boat and it's not supposed to be there (laughs) not even just that you kind of know how many people died yeah that because of that and it's like there was a time in my life where i just had like a huge fascination with the titanic (laughs) and i just wanted to learn everything about it so i have like random bits of knowledge that are just like scattered about sometimes they come up sometimes they stay buried so i had a where is this okay okay i had a teacher in fifth grade who had an old 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 projector that worked for silent movies so he showed us phantom of the opera and a few other things and of course his fifth graders were like they're not even talking. Like, what's the point to this? This isn't oh, no, good. That, I, I wish I had that because I would have loved that. <sighs> I wish I had that, that time, now. Because at that time, I was like, I, I was watching, like, Phantom of the Opera. I was watching, like, Nosferatu and stuff uh, like that. And, like, but my brother, my older brother, my only brother, would come up to me. Like, when I'm <laughs> watching them, he would be like, like that that's stupid they're not in color and there's no sound and i was like these are like cool like i like watching them i don't know and he's like but then years later he'd come around to it i don't know why i guess i was just ahead of him sometimes just (laughs) i don't know i just i just i had i was always just in the really just weird like niche stuff like just just all the time there was a titanic film that um he showed us in fifth grade and i'm thinking it's the 1953 film i don't know if it's any earlier than that but i just i think i know what you're talking about i've seen like the the scene of the titanic sinking in that movie yeah i just maybe maybe it's saved from the titanic 1912 no that's 10 minutes i don't know it was something and i feel awful um, still to this day, <laughs> the the film had a point where just a whole bunch of people were jumping off the edge, and all my friends and I were laughing because it was all sped up because of you know the way it was filmed back yeah. then. It was at different frames per second, and with the way that we play it back, the hand crank exactly. The, the way that we play it back, it makes it weird. So my friends and I were all laughing because it was just like fast motion everyone's just jumping off and that's pretty funny though. <laughs> we're all sitting there <laughs> laughing and i look behind me and i see my teacher is like he's got a tear going down his face and he's like <laughs> he seems genuinely like really into the movie and sad about the titanic and i'm like 
we're laughing at these people jumping to their death because it's all sped up and <laughs> it looks he's, silly. Maybe he's crying because he's like, this movie's really good. <laughs> well, that's what I was thinking. Like, He was kind of a strange dude. I like him a lot, but he's he was a strange dude. <laughs> um but yeah, I just I, I just remember him being overtly sad about that and then kind of feeling really bad that I was laughing at all these people jumping to their deaths. Because as a fifth grader, I thought this was the actual footage of what it was. See, yeah, there was a time where I saw that clip and I was like, is that real? And then I was like, and then I found out later, I was like, no, there's no way. Like, there's absolutely no way that that's this made 40 years after the disaster. Like there's there's like and then, and then like when I realized it I was like you know what it's like why did I think that that doesn't make any sense I'm like who in the right mind would film that during when it's happening like yeah. who would think to do that and also how would they get the lighting <laughs> so well it's like dark well not even just that like where are you you're in the middle of the ocean are you standing on the iceberg or are you like did you take one of the only dinghies that there were <laughs> just a lone made... person in a, yeah. <laughs> in a live camera. boat there's a camera and there's people Ugh. swimming up to him just like hey let me on and he's like I gotta get this footage I'm gonna <laughs> please win a... it's so cold it's I'm so gonna cold a... in the water mister uh, I'm gonna win a Pulitzer for this one <laughs> <laughs> please sir was the, was the Pulitzer invented by that time oh, I have no idea not invented i mean like established <laughs> i i do know um titanic has a lot of interesting stuff and if it weren't for the disaster of the titanic we wouldn't be where we are with radio um because, that's true because of the morse code mm-hmm. yeah so titanic was uh the everyone had for radio and just communicating with each other back then everyone had a different form of doing it there was no standardized radio or like now you've got you know you've got fm am but there was no standardization so if you're paying for your radio service through alexander graham bell or somebody like that then you're not going to be able to talk with other people so there was actually a ship that was really really close by but they couldn't talk with one with one another because they both owned two separate radios which put them on different frequencies so that way they couldn't communicate with each other and from that point on radio was forever changed because people need to be able to communicate with each other they need to be able to communicate with those waves especially over the ship because if they don't then we're gonna have another titanic so many people's lives could have been saved if that had been standardized that's true it's sad. <laughs> it is kind of sad. Uh, so, nineteen eighty-five. We're back. Poison pill. Uh, shareholder rights plan, nicknamed the Poison Pill, was developed in the early nineteen eighties as a defensive tactic used by a corporation's board of directors against a hostile takeover. In nineteen eighty-five, the Delaware Supreme Court upheld poison pills as a valid instrument of takeover defense in Moran versus Household International. Uh, you have non-bank bank hearings. Uh, Congress held hearings on non-bank banks in response to a proliferation of new businesses selling money market funds and securities investments. You have the Council of Institutional Investors, which are a bunch of pun- pension fund stewards, um, got together and started you know, giving out money. 
Honestly, 1985, not that interesting. Just Reagan and Gorbachev meeting. It's pretty cool. And pretty Back neat. to the Future come out? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess we could look at uh, 1985 entertainment timeline events. I don't know. Um, some of the movies that came out in 1985. Oh, this is fun. Your yearly inflation rate for... Um, 1985 was 3.55%. Uh, there was average monthly rent of $375, which is about how much I pay right now, um, which is funny to me because our inflation has, like, tripled. <laughs> oh, my God. It's It's gotten pretty bad since then. Ground beef was $1.39 per pound. Wow. Potatoes, $1 per five pounds. Sheesh. That's, uh, that's pretty cheap. <clears throat> uh, so we've got Live Aid concerts. Oh yes, Live Aid. Yeah, that's that's held over the course of 1985. Um, Bob Geldof, Midge That's not it. Yuri. Huh? Is it Yuri? What? Midge Yuri. Oh, I don't even know who that is, but I know who Bob Geldof is. Yeah, I don't remember Yuri. But I don't Yuri. know him for Live Aid. I know him because he's he was the star in the movie for Pink Floyd The Wall. <laughs> uh, some of the people were B.B. King, Bob Dylan, Cher, David Bowie, Duran Duran, Elton John, Hall & Oates, uh, Lionel Richie, Madonna, Paul McCartney, Queen, Ron DMC, and U2. And everybody only knows Queen because of that Queen movie. Yeah. <laughs> Who would have thought, man, I can't believe it. It's like, I know people really like that movie, but I got to say, recreating the entire Live Aid concert is not impressive. Yeesh. It's kind of lazy. I, uh... <laughs> oh, I'm just checking real quick. We're getting tweets. We're getting tweets? Ah, uh, nothing about what's happening right now. Um, oh, I thought I was going to get bullied for that. Yeah, I, I was thinking you are going to get for bullied too. Hot, for my hot take. <laughs> uh, so in April of 1985, uh, one of the worst marketing blunders in history happened. Oh, let, lay it on me. New Coke. Coca-Cola introduced New Coke. Max Headroom. At the time, Coca-Cola was a 99-year-old company looking for a way to update itself and stay cool with the kids. So they choose they chose to do so by changing the original formula of their iconic soft drink. Uh, they created a sweeter version, and people liked it in the taste test, uh, but a majority of the fans didn't like it. Uh, they protested the decision in an overwhelmingly negative response, and within three months, Coca-Cola announced it would return to the old formula and try to rebrand the drink as Coca-Cola Classic. And new Coke does not exist. <laughs> Got rid of I that one. I want to try it. I'm not ah. going to lie. Like, I, I, I kind of want to try it. I mean, if it's a lot sweeter, I can only imagine. Coke's already got a bunch of sugar in it. I, I can just want to like, A-B them just to see how much different it was. Because I, th- I, I like to think that people just got mad because of the name. I think, yeah, I, I think that would be but one, thing one I, of the things, I too. I do appreciate about it is, like, one one fixture of the 80s was, was Max Headroom. 
which a lot of people just use as like a parody of like, oh, this is the eighties. But like Max Hedrum's like a really good like parody of just like consumerism and stuff like that and just whatever and like the whole idea of him like advertising new coke was like a joke in and of itself because (laughs) like it's just so self-aware it's like yeah this is new coke it's awesome it's like and and i just i never really realized that then like i saw like a little like I, i started to look into like Max Edge was like a concept, like a character board. It's like, it's actually like really funny. And it was <laughs> what's even more funny is that nobody really got it the whole time. Like he was around, like people were just like, Oh, cool eighties thing. But really he was just like making fun of everything about the eighties while also being very eighties. <laughs> Nothing like, you know, being the stereotype. Yeah. <laughs> he totally just weaseled his way into like, the pop culture, even though he was like <laughs> completely against it. Yeah. So, Calvin and Hobbes got a comic strip in 1985. It was their debut in November. Really? I thought they were older than that. Nope. Uh, they they is not. Uh, and of course, we talked about this a bit last time or the time before that. I, I honestly, I don't remember at this point. It's been a month. We are the world. Oh, we, we did. Are the no, yeah, we did talk about that. 1985. Yeesh. Oh my god. Michael Jackson buys ATV Music in every Beatles song for 47 million dollars. Do you know the story about that though? I do not. No. So what happened was, uh, so first Paul McCartney was on. You know, they, he collaborated with um, with Michael Jackson on with two songs. He was on The Girl Is Mine, which is on Thriller. Yep. And he was on one of Paul's songs, which is called Say, Say, Say. And out of those two songs, my opinion, Say, Say, Say is a much better song. I agree with that, too. But <laughs> um, at one point, while they were, like, collaborating, Paul was talking about how he got the rights, like, the catalog to, like, Buddy Holly and stuff like that. And he's like, one way to make money as an artist is you buy catalogs of people's catalogs and stuff the rights and stuff so you can make you know you can make money off of it when they're sold mm-hmm. and then michael jackson says well i'm gonna buy you <laughs> and he's like what and he's like i'm gonna buy all the beatles stuff and he's like well now wait a minute <laughs> <laughs> well no hold on we're not dead yet buddy holly's dead you can do that to buddy holly but not us we're not dead <laughs> and he did it and it's like and I don't even think Paul still doesn't really own the rights to that stuff. I don't know who does. I think it's like <laughs> I want to say it's Universal, but I, I honestly don't know. I, like I tried looking it up, and I never like when I looked it up, I never really got a straight answer. <laughs> Following the death of Michael Jackson in 2009, his 50 percent stake passed to his estate until Sony agreed to buy the remaining half of the company in 2016, bringing all of Lennon and McCartney's Beatles music under one roof. Sony. Sony. Kind of a surprise there. And and then Disney's going to buy them. They're going to own the world. (laughs) We're all going to be owned by Disney. I mean, don't you like the House of Mouse? They're so happy. You have to be happy. Say anything bad, they'll call the CIA after you. (laughs) I don't know. I think I, I, you know, 
I wouldn't be surprised if the CIA was already after me. Yeah, I was going to say, after after all the stuff we've talked about through the 60s and the 70s, I wouldn't be too surprised if the CIA aren't very happy with us. No, yeah. I kind of got into, like, looking up stuff about Malcolm X recently in this, in this month. Because mm. I, started, I started listening to, like, his speeches and stuff, because I never really did before. Because, like, in school, you know, we never learned about him, because they tried to tell us he was a revolutionary and he was like yeah bad when he which is really not that bad like his his speeches like they're not really that unreasonable it's just like he's basically just like we're tired of this stuff happening and it's like yeah fair and they killed him for it <laughs> and like you know and it's just and i'll tell you it's really i like i list i would be listening and i'm like working out because i listen to like podcasts and stuff and i was like well i could listen if i can listen to people talking i can listen to anything with people talking so i was like i'm gonna put this on you know <laughs> and then i watched like the movie with like the spike lee movie yeah it's actually a really good movie <laughs> <laughs> i'm not sat down to that one but my roommate likes it i liked it I, i'd seen part of it on like tv like a long time ago, but like not all of it. I watched like a bit of it, but I actually sat down and watched it and I was like, this is actually like genuinely a really good movie. I was surprised. It was very enjoyable. It's long, but you know, it's like, it's like three hours and 20 minutes. I thought it hit the three hour mark. Oh, it's, it breaks the three hour mark. It's almost three and a half hours long. Speaking of things that break the three hour mark, route 66, in 1985, the historic Route 66 was officially removed from the, Uni- from the United States highway system. The reason for that being nobody used it. <laughs> we had the interstate now at this point, and there's what's the wow. point of having Route 66 when it, you know, it was cool. End of an era. End of an era. Really. You still drive it? Era. Yeah. It's just not part of the. It's yeah. not part of the club anymore. Well, and so the irony is that the interstate like at times runs parallel to route 66. So That's like weird. you, you can be driving on route 66 and just hitting potholes and it's just like really old and decrepit. And then 50,000 cars, 10 feet over from you are like, but there's no way to get onto route 66. There, there's no, like you'd have to drive off into like into a ditch and then up onto the interstate to get back on the interstate from Route 66. And then there's like, especially in the kind of Nevada area, it's all just empty. It's just old, destroyed stuff or nothing. Is there at least gas stations in that stretch? Uh, so most of the gas stations are kind of like on both sides of the interstate and the highway. Or, yeah, Route 66. So it's like, Sometimes, um, if you want to do Route 66, you could do it from really just East Coast stuff to, uh... You're gonna go from Chicago to L.A.? Yeah, like, you could, like, it it does, but, I mean, more of, like, if you're gonna do it, you only want to do it for, like, the first maybe day or so, because that's still kind of populated, but the closer you get to California, the less, like, especially... You know, Kansas, Oklahoma, New Mexico type oh, stuff. Yeah. It's really empty. It's like you better you better get some can you better have some like gas cans yeah. in the back. Well, you probably need two to three jerry cans of, you know, and probably two or three uh, spare tires. Um, really? Well, I mean, 
just imagine the potholes and just the damage done to your car over the course of those hours. That's true. And then there's no hotels or anything, so you're sleeping in the car, getting back up. You know, it's... <laughs> That's kind of weird. It yeah, Well, and it's so weird because of how romanticized Route 66 is and how, like, it, it's just not what it was. No. It, it's not what it was, you know. We sound like boomers saying that even though this was... I'm going to make everyone feel old real quick. It is 2022. This is 1985. That's close to 40 years ago that they discontinued the Route 66. Wow. You were alive. Not you, but, you know. I imagine someone listening out there is like, oh, no. No. down the spine. <laughs> exactly. They're just kind of like, oh, no. Kind of scared me, too. Looked right into my eyes. It's like, <laughs> you weren't alive. You were alive. And I was you like, were alive. You were there to see the end of Route 66, and now it's history 40 years later. If I was there, I wish I remembered it. <laughs> I would have probably had something to say about it. I I would still like to do at least a portion of Route 66 and just kind of like get the vibe for it. Take some pictures. I, I would just for like the fact that it was like a really important part of American history. Mm-hmm. And then people forgot it existed. <laughs> no, it's because of the interstate. Now. Pops into my head every now and then. Uh, the NES is released in Japan, 1983, and then it's released in America, uh, 85, but distributed yes. in 86. The phoenix that rose from the ashes of the great video game crash of the early 80s. Yes. Uh, what a fun topic that was last time. Uh, Michael Jordan, in May of 1985, legendary basketball player Michael Jordan was given the NBA's Rookie of the Year um, during his inaugural season. Uh, he was drafted by the Chicago Bulls in 1984 and played very well in his first season, uh, becoming one of the fan favorite players. Michael <laughs> Jordan. Uh, there are some just like quick offshoot stuff. Mexico City had an earthquake. There's rioting in the UK. Um, what about? Oh, you know, it's the British. It was housing estates in Brixton, London, and Liverpool. Huh. Yeah, it it sounds a lot more interesting to say rioting in the UK than rioting because of housing estates. You mean, oh wait, you talking about those like crazy housing projects they made in like the, in like the 60s or the 50s? I forget what they were, but they're those, they're those weird buildings in like Clockwork Orange. You know what I'm talking about? Like the really weird looking housing projects? I've not seen Clockwork Orange. Really? I know. It's something that is so up my alley and I haven't seen it. I don't know what uh, I don't know what other uh, places to describe them at, but I think they were designed. I want to say like during the Cold War, and they were like really weird and like angular, futuristic-looking buildings. But then they became like really decrepit and like basically slums really quickly, <laughs> and it was just really crazy. And they're just like really scary to look at because they're just so like, what's the word? Just looks like they look so dystopian. It's just a real. I don't know if you're talking about like those. I I don't know housing establishments. I don't know what the houses look like. They're not really so much houses as they are like giant apartment blocks. Here's another quick one. Um, everything else is kind of eh. You know, there's some fun stuff in here. Uh, we get a hijacked plane and stuff. Um, Stonehenge, 
500 hippie travelers clashed with police on June 1st, 1985 on their way to the ancient stone circle of Stonehenge. Don't ask why. They were hippies. <laughs> they deserve to be arrested on site anyways. Stonehenge. Stonehenge. I'm, to be honest, if I'm a hippie, I don't think Stonehenge would be one of the first places I'd want to go. I'd want to go to Stonehenge. Just because of the, like, you know, it's just so old. And it's just like it's been around for so long and we don't really fully understand what it is. And I feel like just kind of seeing there and like seeing it in person and like being there would just kind of be like, it's like, wow, that's it's like it's kind of special. I can't really. It's like something like I feel like it would just be like bring like an intangible feeling. It's just like this is something that's so far removed from our time that we just do not get it. I'm just thinking of just hippies saying exactly what you said except hi and they're just walking around the circle and the police are like please please stop like stop with this existential stuff you're smoking weed walking around a circle of stones stop I kind of had this like, <laughs> aliens man aliens <laughs> I, I, ne- I, I wouldn't think it's aliens though I think aliens would do a lot cooler stuff than put rocks up yeah that's right they decided to make the uh, pyramids instead I mean I don't know I, I've kind of had that same feeling of just like the historical weight when I went to uh, I was in Chillicothe and I went to like the Mound City group it's like a bunch of like you know Native American earthworks and stuff yeah yeah and it was just like I, it was a weird energy when I was there I was like this is just something that's like really just kind of like I don't know it was it was a weird feeling being there because it was just like we don't it's like this is so old and we have no way of knowing what it was for because all the people who knew what it was for, we we kind of like killed them and made them leave. <laughs> so like, there's there's no way of knowing, and it's like it's kind of sad, but it's also like it's still here. It's like really eerie to it, me. It's it is eerie. That's like that's it's the same feeling, but it's also just kind of like wow, this is like kind of special because like this could have just easily been bulldozed because there's a prison that's right next to it. Mm-hmm. So it's just like this could have easily just been part of the prison, but it's still here. Maybe it is. Maybe we still bury people in those mounds. They, although they did, they did, uh, they did um, build military barracks over it when they were training like soldiers in World War One. Yeah, and they had to like restore it. And there's like some parts where it's like, yeah, some of the mounds are like missing because they were destroyed. And I'm like, well, that's kind of sad. <laughs> that sounds like America. Yep, ain't that America? So uh, we're going to hop off onto 1986, which may be the worst year of the 1980s. And I mean, the 70s were really bad, but it's like all of the 70s in a singular year. Lay it Uh, on me. First off, we start off with probably the scariest event, Hands Across America. What's that? Seven million Americans participated in... What's that? Oh, you just made the audience feel so old. Uh, in participating in a fundraising event on Sunday, May 25th, to help the poor and the homeless. Participants held hands to form continuous chains, and the longest one was 4,152 miles. $34 million were raised from the event, and they were directed to local charities. So it was a really good thing that happened. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, uh, and then the Challenger blew up. <laughs> help the homeless kill the people who are supposed to teach the homeless you know like uh <laughs> so yeah the uh the challenger went boom wasn't there a teacher from like 
Westerville that was supposed to like he was like one of the candidates like he was like the second like he was like the runner up and he just barely like made it with as much history as I I I don't know I don't know I remember somebody telling me that I don't know if he was from north or from uh south I want to say south because south is the older of the schools I don't Um, know I remember hearing that a long time ago I don't, and whether or not it's true, I don't. I was know. gonna say I, I, I can't prove I don't think it. That's true. I mean, a lot of the time when something bad happens, it's from Westerville North because, well, let's be honest here. Um, I no, don't. No I, comment. I, <laughs> no comment. Well, it's like the good I just, stuff. I just don't know anything about North. Good people come from South. Um, I know South a little bit because our theater departments collaborated sometimes. Yeah. And I got to see, although South, scary building. <laughs> very creepy. It's a very old building, yes. Very, very, very enclosed, very claustrophobic. I've mm-hmm. seen North a couple times, also very enclosed and weird. But South, yeah. is, South is a good, you could film a really good horror movie in South. That's well, all I'm going to say. The the irony to me is like South and North are really creepy and unsettling because of how small and claustrophobic they are. And like South has a hallway where it just goes down and then you walk like 10 feet forward across this threshold of a door and there's like another hallway, but it's they're not connected. Really weird. You've got South and North like that. And then you've got Central, which is just, they said, well, the other two schools were too close. So we're going to make this so open. It's so uncomfortable that it's just empty. Like there, there's <laughs> yeah. nothing to Westerville Central besides like you, you've got some of the hallways leading into places and they're all U-shaped. So you go in one way and come out the other and you walk into the main area of Westerville Central. It's just like, you know, 500 feet between the floor and the ceiling and everything is so empty. And there's like a staircase leading up to a balcony that overlooks an already empty cafeteria. It's just I wrote a horror, a short story about that that ended up getting featured in one of Westerville Central's writing magazines. Really? Yeah, because it was just, it's a creepy building because it's just empty. It's weird to be in there. I remember when I used to do like summer like theater and I used to do tech, like I'd go out to the to the cafeteria to, to hit the vending machine up. Mm-hmm. And you were the only one. Yeah. But I then... used to ride my bike sometimes through there. <laughs> <laughs> a couple times I did. Because, like, I would ride it to there, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to ride my bike through here. And I did. And I was like, this is awesome. Well, the thing that always got me was when it was, like, 5, 6 o'clock. Everyone had gone home. Pretty much all the teachers were gone by that point, along with all the students. And then you go into the, you go into the teacher's lounge and get those 65-cent sodas. <laughs> no, I, w- when you walk out into the big open space, you know, the lunchroom, and it's just you hear some echoes from somewhere else in the building and it's clear that there's like other people around but you can't see them you have no idea where they are it just reverberates through the entire building because it's just empty like there's nothing to the building besides emptiness and it's 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 scary in terms of like just really weird echoey kind of ominous yeah when is in the gyms oh either but for some reason to me it was the auxiliary gym that really kind of like mm-hmm. waked me out because it's, I might be wrong, but I feel like that one was way more echoey. 
way more creepy. I don't know about that, but I know the ox gym I avoided at all the costs. That and locker rooms or like anything on the sports side of the building because everything, every room on the sports side of the building was so echoey. And I just don't know why, but it was every time I did something and I was alone, it would just scare me because I didn't spend my time over there. In fact, I still, I don't think I've ever been in the Westville Central weight room. I don't know how to get to it. And like, I, I went ugh. into the weight room once to get ice because <laughs> I got shot by a table saw. Ah, yes. And I had to get, I, I remember going One in of your there. many, many wounds. I got a lot, I got injured a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I still get injured a lot. I have a new scar on my hand, my... My my table my table saw scar has another scar. As a friend now. Yeah, it's got a friend. It's yeah, a, it's is from, that from COVID? No, it's from uh, it's from an arrow. Ah. Uh-huh. The was it the Ren Fair? Ah. <laughs> is that where you got COVID? No. <laughs> no, this was back in October. Oh, I got you. I was gonna say. But I, I shot was... an arrow and like I looked down at my hand and I was like. That's a cut on my hand. <laughs> Shrek, there's an arrow in your butt. And I think it was like the arrow. Because usually like you put like hand guards and stuff. But it was just like, oh, you know, you pay like five bucks and you get like this many arrows and you shoot them at the freaking target. And it's like, <laughs> it was fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah uh, Although granted, I was, you know, I was a little drunk. <laughs> What at the Renaissance Fair? Look, there's, what? There's meat everywhere. There's Guinness everywhere. I love Guinness. Wha- <laughs> it's so easy. I'm so surprised. It is so easy to get alcohol at the Ren Fair. <laughs> you, you, you walk ten feet and you stub your toe on a on a place where you can get beer. So um, as always, we 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 derail. Um, the teacher was from Concord, uh, New Hampshire. And died. She was a payload specialist, so. What was her name? I forget. Uh, Sharon Krista McAlfie. Mikkel. Oh, no. I'm making all the 80s people so angry tonight. You know, speaking of, I just want to mention this because it's really funny to me. Not about the Challenger. The Challenger's not funny. It's kind of (laughs) sad. It's sad. But anyway, just a stone's throw away from here. There is the the place it's called like Astronaut Grove or whatever. Yeah, Astronaut Grove's like, that way. Yeah, it's the. I I can't tell where we are. This way, that way. Oh, somewhere wait, over you're there. right. It is. It's this way. It's oh, that. I just yeah. Hit my microphone. But <laughs> and it's like you know, around. it's like a bunch of hands going up and like they're touching like the moon. Or yeah. Whatever it is, and like you know, it has all these poems and like plaques and stuff. And yeah, then I don't read those. You go around the side of that sculpture. And there's a plaque that says presented like it was paid for McDonald's restaurants. <laughs> so like this whole park, I'm like, wow, this is a cool park. It's like a nice tribute to the challenge. And you go around in this park, it's like, it's like now it's, buy a Big Mac. It's, it's <laughs> like this was paid for, like made and like, you know, like presented by McDonald's. I'm like, like well, thank you, I guess. <laughs> It's like what, and it just, and I remember I just looked around. And I was like, it's like what is this place? I was like, there's, it's, it's, what is wrong with this town? There's never, there's never anything like normal. It's just slightly off. 
like everything is just slightly weird around here it really is though it's like (laughs) like it's a really nice city from you know some of the history we talk about but like if you actually sit down and observe the skitty the skitty the city there's just like you know especially i like to used to bike around all the different parks and occasionally you just come across things that make you go i feel uncomfortable <laughs> like yeah, there's one place it's over off like the end of Tussig. And it's like it's called like Oxbow Road and it goes down and goes off to like a fishing area. It's all paved up now, but it used to be just all gravel and stuff. But if you go to the woods at the very end of that where the boat launches and stuff, there's like weird things. There's like weird debris out in the water. Like when the water's low enough, you see like these concrete slabs and like bricks come up and like there's these Pill, these concrete stone like Weird. brick pillars that go that lead into the woods and like one time i was just like just exploring around there and i found like weird debris like old really old bottles and pieces of like fan blades like ceiling fan blades i'm like was there a house out here or something <laughs> it's just just really weird stuff and it's just like i find all this weird old stuff around here i'm like i don't know what this is or why <laughs> The history in Westerville is very strange. Uh, so, the next fun thing after Challenger go boom boom, uh, we have another thing go boom boom. Uh, I, I perhaps another thing. Yeah, another thing went boom boom. What was it? Well, you know how Russia and the Ukraine love each other so much, and Ukraine is definitely not a part of Russia. Wink, wink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Chernobyl go boom boom. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that was still a part of the Soviet Union. It went boom, boom in April of 1986, uh, which, you know. That's a really weird thing to think about that, like, that just, like, wiped out. Like, there's a, there's whole cities, like, around there that are just abandoned because of that. Yep. And you still can't go to. Radiation and radioactive material was released into the local environment, uh, and we did not get the Fallout games. Instead, we got dead people. Yeah, we got dead people, uh, birth defects, and I think giant wolves. I think they have, like, wolves around there that are, like, slightly bigger than normal wolves, like mutated wolves. Oh, God. (laughs) That sounds awful. But the exclusion zone, like, they've extended it. Like, it it goes way farther out than the actual radiation does, and I think it's solely for the fact that to just make it a nature preserve. Mm -hmm. Because honestly, when you think about it, it's like the greatest nature preserve ever. (laughs) Because humans cannot go there. That's fair. We can't ever do anything about it. They still go there anyway, because you have all these people on YouTube like, we're going to go to Pripyat, and we're going to go around. It's like, that's cool and all, but... I do not want to get radiation poisoning, so you're not going to catch me there unless I'm like in a full like protective gear. Like, I'm not going. I'm not going to mess around in there. Not if I have a risk of like growing a third arm. <laughs> I I already have two. No, you won't get a third arm. You'll just get cancer. Yeah. Arguably better or worse. Depends but, how you look at it. Well, if I get cancer, can I turn into Deadpool and like never die? Ah, uh, bad news for you. Deadpool's not real. <laughs> what if you want to insert there that crushes your hopes? <laughs> and I wish I could. That'd be um, no. It'd actually be terrible. I wouldn't want to be Deadpool now. No, I. You'd have to be insane. So some of the uh, contaminated dust went up into the atmosphere. 
uh, and hit parts of Europe like Sweden and Finland. Yeah. Uh, eventually, cleanup workers were able to contain the nuclear disaster by putting a concrete sarcophagus over the damaged reactor. And then they had to make another one. Yep. It was still considered to be unstable. <laughs> During the late 1990s and mid-2000s, Europe and Ukraine worked together to create an even more permanent and stable cover to contain the radiation. Uh, the radiation went out for... or Sorry, the... Soviet Union evacuated uh, 18 miles in a circle around the plant. I can't imagine. I just... Ugh. Yeah, so boom, boom. A uh, lot of dead people. Hey, even greater news about dead people. Uh, Oprah Winfrey. Apparently she's still alive. I mean, you know, last time I saw Oprah Winfrey was on Drake and Josh in like 2003 or 2004, and he's like, I hit Oprah Winfrey with my car! I often forget about her. Yeah, well, she was like, ev- there was a time where she was everywhere. Exactly, and now she's just kind of like she's got her show and just. She still has it. She has a show still. I thought she like I thought she ended that show a long time ago. The Oprah Winfrey show. Oh my god! I. Cause I remember it was a big thing. It's like oh my god, Oprah's like this is the last season of her show, and I was like oh my gosh, I'm a little kid and I don't really care. Yeah, I will say I don't really care. I about... just want to watch cartoons. Oh, I guess it was 2011. That was 11 years ago. Wow. Uh, Oprah Winfrey. We'll just Google her real quick and see if there's anything. Oprah.com. I knew she had that type of so stuff. So what, what was going on with Oprah in the 80s? Uh, so it debuts in September of 1986 and has a huge success. Uh, Oprah Winfrey gets signed on with a syndication deal. Um her show would eventually become the highest rated talk show in the u.s and aired for 25 seasons winning over 45 daytime emmy awards um and using her show as a platform oprah became an influential figure in pop culture and is now ranked as one of the wealthiest and most powerful african-american women in the country uh and women in the country um and the oprah winfrey show made over 4,500 episodes before it ended in 2011 Pretty neat. 4,500? Yeah. I mean, to be fair, you've got... What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 20 plus years of content. Like, 25 years of content. That's a lot of lore to catch up on. I don't know why I got confused there. It's 25 seasons. Like, yeah. (laughs) And it's not like... It's not like it's hard. It's a talk show. So it's like... You know, it's not like it has the production value of an actual TV show where you have to hide the actors and all that. It's simply sit down, make sure that you pay your audience members like 25 bucks to show up and applaud and then find some random kid off the street and throw them on your talk show and make them feel important. Like I'm sure Oprah did a bit more than that. I never actually watched her show, but that's pretty much what modern day talk shows are anyways. She had famous people on there. She did have famous people on there. I know that Tom Cruise was on there one time. I believe I don't know how many times Prince was on there. Prince was on there once. I, I know he was on there in the 90s because it was around the time where uh, where he was married and they had a... Well, that, never mind. That's not till the 90s. I can't talk about that. <laughs> uh, Haley's Comet, 1986. Um, some space probes flew by Haley's Comet. Or Comet. Comet, which is... 1986 was the closest it's ever approached to Earth. Um... Hands Across America, Phantom of the Opera. 
the Andrew Lloyd Webber show is debuted and super popular. I've got I, a bone to pick with Phantom of the Opera. Uh-oh. So about, when did what year did that come out? 86. 86. So about 15 years prior, in 1971, there was a little band from England called Pink Floyd. Haven't heard of those guys. And they had a song called Echoes. And nope. there's a there's a part in the middle of that song. It's a big twenty three minute epic. It's a, it's a it's a great song though. It's awesome. Listen to twenty three minutes of Pink Floyd. <laughs> I've listened to longer things, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so it, at one point it has you know the the Phantom of the Opera the familiar Phantom of the Opera theme you'll find in one part of the song. It's like dun 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 dun. Ba da 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 da. Yeah, the, the and opening then, theme. Yeah, literally. Yeah, word note for note. I'm not joking. Go if you don't believe me, go listen to that song. It's worth a listen. But 15 years later, you have Phantom of the Opera. They don't credit Roger Waters. They don't credit anybody. Whoever has the writing credits on that song, and Roger Waters had. He referred to Andrew Lloyd Webber. Well, this isn't radio friendly, but so I'm going <laughs> to censor myself. He he calls him Andrew Lloyd F effing Webber. Ah. Which is understandable because like he he did steal that from him. Yeah. Well, so but nobody did anything about it. And I don't think they sued him because it probably just would have been too much work. Yeah. But well, I I in every but it's, like I used to love Phantom of the Opera and then I heard that and I was like, "Well, that's I was like, well, that's just not very nice of them to do that. <laughs> it's not very cash money in you. Yeah, I don't know. I'll have to go listen to that song now and just. I'm telling you, when I like when I first heard it, I was like, ah, I don't know. And then I heard it, and I was like, oh my god, they really stole that. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, are you serious right now? I'll just Google Pink Floyd Phantom of the Opera, see what see what happens. Yeah, it'll show. I mean, like. <laughs> It's crazy. I was like, how do you? I was like, how they get away with that? It's like Pink. It's Pink Floyd. Well, I'll, granted, it's not. You know, it's not there. It's not the wall. <laughs> it's not the wall. It's not Dark Side of the Moon, and you know, or Wish You Were Here. And I, I can't blame them. I can't blame people for not knowing that. But it's one of those things where I'm just like, now, like I can't enjoy Phantom of the Opera the same way. Also, I like Lon Chaney's version of it better because I just I like weird old stuff. But Phantom of the Opera is okay. Yeah, it's all right. I really like the music to it, but I never really liked the story anyways. So yeah. Like, yeah. I, so, I, I just always, like, and also I kind of realize how weird it is for, like, so Broadway to make a musical out of, like, literally everything. <laughs> but the Phantom of the Opera does kind of, it. it's reasonable because it's, like, it's a really kind of like romantic story where it's like, oh my gosh, he's the phantom and he's under the the opera house and he falls in love with the girl and it's like it's like yeah, that, that's musical material. <laughs> now I Spider-Man, mean, on the other hand, that's that's musical material. Well, Whew, that's good yeah, musical that, material. Yeah, that, that that musical really worked. <laughs> Did a lot. So uh, speaking of Spider-Man, the musical, Mad Cow Disease was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mad cow disease was uh was found in the uh 1986 um 
and it was believed that the outbreak, which would go on to infect over 150,000 cows in Britain, uh, began in 1984. So they finally figured out what mad cow disease was because of, and you can quote me on this, Spider-Man the Musical. Some fun facts. We got U.S. smoking is banned on all public transport. (laughs) Nate thinks this is really funny. Uh, U.S. bombs Libya. I wasn't ready for that. I really wasn't. (laughs) It is kind of out of the way, you know. Mad cow disease. I forgot, <laughs> but that I forget. That's a, that is a major part of the Spider-Man musical. I really, I did forget about that. Yeah, exactly. Well, you've got Spider-Man, oh. you've got Doc Ock, and then you have the Mad Cow. Um, <laughs> no, just Mad Cow Disease. <laughs> oh yes, that's his full name, Mister Mad Cow Disease. No, Doctor Mister. It's not even a character. It's just like Spider-Man has to fight <laughs> Mad got, Cow Disease. Oh, I was thinking Spider-Man had Mad Cow Disease. Well, he does, but he has to fight it. Oh, he's got to fight it, too. So he's got 150,000 cows from Britain he's punching in the face because they're mad. Uh, the Swedish Prime Minister, Olaf Palm, was shot dead in 1986. Oh, my gosh. Uh, in Stockholm, Sweden, when he and his wife were walking back from a cinema. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's the Batman origin story. Oh, man, how many times do I got to watch this? (laughs) I'm so sick and tired of this. He was uh, famous as one of the few political figures who would walk freely without any security in our entourage. John Lennon did that. Yeah, well, (laughs) that's kind of why you have to have security now, huh? Yeah. The case of his murderer uh, has several theorists, but remains unsolved to this date. That's a fun little fun fact. That's mysterious. Someone got away with killing a prime minister... In the dead of night, after a movie, and I wonder what movie it was. Batman, the, <laughs> Adam West Batman. I love Adam West Batman. Uh, so we have Lake Neos in Cameroon. Are those even real places? I uh, release toxic <laughs> gas, killing one thousand five hundred people. Uh, one thousand. 000- How did that happen? Uh, toxic gas, you know. Well, I. Earth now, bad. I, w- I will say one thing. I mean, that, that it's not out of the realm of possibility for lakes to do that because I actually learned this from my cousin. He goes, like, fishing a lot and stuff, and he goes, like, you know, different ponds. And I guess what can happen is ponds will flip, which means that, like, something happens where there's, like, chemicals under the, uh, like, the mud and just the, yeah. the soil under the, uh, at the bottom and then, like, it'll basically, like, somehow it'll release out and it will kill all the fish. And so, so like, you can't, I mean, you're not going to catch anything. There's, like, I remember my cousin's like, yeah, you know, I, I've, I went to this one spot for a while, but it flipped. And I was like, what is that? And I was like, and he explained it to me. And I was like, it's like, that happens? It's like, that's crazy. It's like, <laughs> it's like the, uh, all of the algae and the seaweed and all of that type of stuff begins to pile up at the bottom and then it gets compressed underneath the dirt. And then, you know, it goes from there. There's a, I learned about that from a cenote, uh, blue holes in South America. And it's just a giant blue hole in the middle of the landscape. And they're gorgeous. If you don't know what a cenote looks like, like, oh, I want to go swimming in one so bad, but I'm also so afraid because they're really deep. Yeah. You look down and it goes into just black and there's nothing down there. That's the thing. Is it's I don't just, like the idea of swimming in things that don't have a bottom. Exactly. But the pictures 
of people swimming on it. It looks so comfortable, but it just scares me I'm not to even swimming. look at the I'm picture. I'm going to float on my back, and I'm not going to look down. Yeah. I'm going to look at the sky and burn so, my eyes So, Retrospection Radio actually has an episode called Monster at the Blue Hole. Um, I know. Oh, what a great one. But uh, basically, U.S. government sends a bunch of researchers to a cenote because they had a bunch of, like, farmers going missing in the area, and they traced it back to the cenote. So... There is a specific cenote that I based it off of uh, called Cenote Angelita, uh, which is angel. Um, And basically what happens is, and this is so cool, the plant's debris go into the water and they fall so far down into the cenote. And then eventually there's, uh, I think, hydrogen sulfide, and it releases from the bottom of the cenote. And where the... Uh, might be perox. I don't know. It hydrogen killy gas, um, and it meets up with the debris of these plants, and it creates an underwater mist. An underwater mist. An underwater mist of like like fog underwater, and then there's this underwater basically river where these two, um, where the gas meets up with the green. Um, from above that had sunk so far down and it creates this underwater river like if you've got your google machine right now you could google um you know underwater rivers or uh normally what happens is when fresh water meets i gotta move my microphone now hold on normally what happens is when fresh water meets salt water it creates a divide so there's a really cool picture of where a freshwater ocean meets a saltwater ocean or like a you know large bodies of water and there's just like a split um as if someone perfectly split it in half but uh yeah so underwater in the cenote there's an underwater mist and river and all of that and it is so ridiculously poisonous that if you're not i mean it's pretty high pressure too but if you're not swimming with gear on you will die like the gas is so bad mixed with because it's not normally bad but if it mixes with plant life then it creates a gas that can kill you super super cool stuff i love cenotes really cool uh speaking of cenotes uh we're, we're gonna go off to music 1986 you get take my breath away by berlin living on a prayer by bon jovi Walk Like an Egyptian by Bangles. And of course, Papa Don't Preach, Madonna. You know, it's less exciting. I don't like Madonna, so. <laughs> Kiss. Ah, uh, yes. Well, you got a lot of stuff I was just... By Prince. Not not the band. The band is bad. Oof. What a controversial opinion. AIDS testing was developed by the Pasteur Institute in France. However, NCI, or the National Cancer Institute in America, filed for patent rights for the AIDS test kit before the Pasteur Institute. A lawsuit ensured, or sorry, ensued as Pasteur Institute uh, accused NCI of breaching contract terms and sharing samples and research information provided to them by the institute themselves. Eventually, both parties shared the patent rights and the credit. Um... This, I mean, we already know about this, the AIDS epidemic 
in the 80s, as uh, what they call it. A lot of stuff happening, especially a lot of stuff happening 85, 86, 87, and that point on. Um, it's gonna, let's, let's, let's hop up a year, you know, we're, we're hitting 930. Uh, so 1987, what a grand old time. The first episode of The Simpsons airs. Oof. Uh, the inflation rate has gone down uh, from 3 point whatever it was, 5.5 five or something, to uh, 1.91%. That being said, the average monthly rent is 3.95 now, so it has gone up. Uh, one gallon of gas was 89 cents. <laughs> Yikes. First episode of The Simpsons, uh, Fiji becomes a republic. USA full house debuts. USA. USA. Yeah, Full House debuts. Um, Full House. <clears throat> I never really watched Full House. I, I watched watch that one either. I watched <laughs> ALF. Uh, speaking of ALF, Talking ALF, the storytelling alien, sixty nine ninety nine from manufacturer Colco. That's uh, something that was on sale oh, like, in Was it like one of those like kind of Teddy Ruxpin type toys that would like talk to you and stuff? Mm-hmm. I think I, I think I remember hearing about that. I think that sounds familiar. Oh, stereo. Oh, my. Wow. Super 80s. I'm looking at some of the bo- uh, products that you could buy. You've got that talking ALF. You've got a leather multi-position lounger for $400, and it's mm. just literally just a leather lazy boy. It looks so 80s. Um, then you've oh, got yeah. a two-tone peplum dress, and it... I just, I don't know how to, it just looks so 80s. Everything 80s looks so 80s. Oh, yeah. Um, and then an audio video rack system for $577.95. What a strange price. 19-inch 19 19-inch 19 color TV has it. Adaptability for audio video built right into the rear panel. Audio section features gyro turning gyro tuning and built-in automatic frequency control am fm stereo receiver and three-band equalizer semi-automatic turntable with cue pause control dual cassette tape desk yes for aut- i lost my spot dual cassette tape deck for automatic continuous play and dubbing remote control wow Amazing. What an amazing system for $577.95. you say that the EQ was only three bands? Yep. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> three band equalizer. Oh, man. But hey, Mine's like seven. Yeah, but, mine's, but mine's old and from the, like, I think it's from the 80s, too. I know my speakers are definitely from the 80s because I, I, I had to take the subs out and re, re, redo the foam surround. That was pretty fun, but I did that a long time ago. Before, oh, th- before I did all this audio engineering junk. <laughs> Here's a fun thing: uh, a plane lands in Red Square in why, May. Why they do that? Nineteen-year-old Matthias Rust, a West German citizen, flew a small Cessna airplane into Moscow, landing in Red Square. The daring teenager flew the plane undetected into Soviet airspace, stating that his motivation was to bring peace between the Soviets and the West. When he arrived, he was greeted by curious strangers, and then arrested for violating Soviet airspace. 
Uh, Rust went on trial and was sentenced to four years in a labor camp, but was released after 14 months as part of a goodwill gesture after the signing of a non-proliferation treaty. What a lucky guy. Um, he only... That... He, man. The stunt humiliated the Soviet Defense Ministry the, as the, it highlighted flaws in their massive system, and eventually the defense minister and head of air defense was fired because a guy, a 19-year-old... That kid's got guts. He flew a Cessna through <laughs> from West Germany to Moscow and landed right there. That kid is awesome. I love him. <laughs> Matthias Rust. Dude, what he's, a man. He is awesome. Uh, you've got the Zeebrugge disaster. A cross-channel ferry capsizes outside the harbor of Zeebrugge, Belgium, uh, killing 193 passengers and crew. Jeez. Uh, you've got Britain's Order of the Garter is open to women during August. Uh, 1987, the Order of the Garter is considered the most exclusive and prestigious level of knighthood in England. It originated with King Edward III in 1348. (sighs) Boomers. The medieval order consists of the English monarch, Prince of Wales, and 24, air quotes, companions, who are chosen each year by the monarch based on their public service. Women were often included as ladies of the garter, but were never companions until Queen Elizabeth II issued a statute to include them in 1987. I keep forgetting Queen Elizabeth II is still alive and also that she lived she, this long. She ages on the money. She ages on the money. That's right. Money. Uh, Reagan give his Berlin Wall speech. Well. Tear down this wall. Well, well, Mr. Gorbachev, you got to tear down this wall. Uh, well, it's got to go. Bedtime for Bonzo. <laughs> I was in that movie. You remember that? It was like 30 years ago. (laughs) It had a monkey in it. It was awesome. (laughs) Uh, Yes, Single European Act. Basically what it did was it uh, set the goal for European economic community to join together and form a singular market with a singular currency by the end of 1992. The United Kingdom had a high-speed train record. Um, Britain's intercity 125 high-speed uh, train sets a world record for the fastest diesel-powered train. Uh, Rita Franklin was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in January of 1987. Yes! Um, isn't she, like... Is she even rock and roll? I thought she was like R&B. Hey, that's the queen of soul, okay? Yeah, she gets good. into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, she gets in there. Okay, all righty then, <laughs> all right. Uh, I was going to say, I'm just like, she's not rock and roll. But to be fair, at this point, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is not actually rock and roll at this point. It's, it is, it's uh, just musicians. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, you know, if you get in there, it doesn't, you know. It doesn't matter if you do rock and roll or not. You're famous. Disneyland Paris. Disney Corporation are wonderful overlords whom I love so much. I love love you, Mickey. You're such a great. Oh, you're such a great guy, Mickey. 
uh, CEO of Disney, Michael Eisner, and well, Prime yeah. Minister of France. Michael Eisner. Michael Eisner. He's a divisive figure. He is a very divisive figure. I mean, he did I a lot of cool a, stuff, but at the same time, he did a lot of not-so-cool stuff. I could do an entire episode on him, a whole two hours on just Michael Eisner. What a guy. He's a very interesting guy. He is most certainly human. It's like, <laughs> love him or hate him. I have no comment on him. I just think he's very interesting. So uh, our overlords and France decide to uh, make an, a, a, an amusement park together and decide 1992 is when it opens, and it opened in 1992. The same year Super Nintendo came out. That's right. Uh, you've got the Terry Waite kidnapping, the special envoy. What is, of what the, is that? Yeah, well, so Terry Waite was the special envoy of the Archbishop of Canterbury in Lebanon, uh, kidnapped in Beru. Terry Waite is da, 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 no, negotiates the releases of several hostages in Iran, uh, several hostages in Libya. Sorry, 1980, 1984, Libya, 1985. Terry Waite assisted in successful negotiations in Lebanon. 1987, on January 12th, arrives in Beirut with the intention of negotiating for release of hostages held by the Islamic uh, Jihad organization. And then January 20th, while attending a meeting for hostage negotiations, he is taken hostage. The irony. Um, he's held in captivity for 1,763 days, a.k.a. four years and almost five, um, in solitary confinement. Four, sorry, four years in solitary confinement, one year not. Uh, and in 1991, he's released. Which is ridiculous, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Final Fantasy is released in Japan on the NES. Final Fantasy. Margaret Thatcher is elected as Prime Minister of the United Kingdom for the third time. Fox Broadcasting made its primetime t- TV debut. Uh, you've got the Hungerford shooting. Uh, in the United Kingdom, Michael Robert Ryan kills 16 people in Hungerford. Uh, with an assault rifle, and then commit suicide. Uh, world's population hits 5 billion. U.S. population is 244.6 million. World stark, stark, uh, stock market crash on Monday, October 19th, 1987, with a 508-point drop, or 22.6%, which is woof. Uh, yeah, the USS Stark is attacked. Um, it's a frigate, and it is attacked by an Iraq air-to-sea missile. Which is an accident, and 37 sailors are killed. Uh, a bomb goes off in a Remembrance Day, and Enniskillen, sorry, I've got to say it right, Enniskillen, Northern Ireland. Uh, that was Scottish, I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I offended a lot of people out there. Um, it's okay. Klaus Bobby, uh Butcher of Lion. The Nazi war criminal, Klaus Bobby, because no matter how many episodes we do, we have to have at least one Barbie show up. Or Barbie. <laughs> Oof. One Nazi show up uh, who is, you know, a war criminal being tried for whatever. Yeah, he's found guilty of crimes against humanity. Not a surprise. Um, uh, blah, blah, blah. There's a Midwest earthquake. A rare earthquake 5.0 on the Richter scale on June 11th affects 14 states in the Midwest and parts of Canada. But we don't talk about them as much. 
Uh, and from there, we're gonna we're gonna hop off to what we call 1980. You know, before we do that, I just want to make sure. Uh, yeah, sure. Well, well, 1988. We'll do that. Um, we're running out of time anyway, so why not? 1988. So, uh, the inflation rate goes up 4.08 percent. <laughs> um, yeesh. Uh, gas goes up two cents. It's now an average of 91 cents instead of 89 cents. And average monthly rent goes to $420. It was just nice. at 395 and it's been like between 375 and 395 And in a singular year, it went up a lot. <laughs> 20, 25 bucks. Doesn't seem like a lot, but... They, they have this... They have a sense of humor about it. I mean, that's kind of a funny number, you know? Oh, yeah. It's, like, it's one of those funny numbers. Um, wow. I, there's a lot in here. INF Treaty, which is the Intermediate Range Nuclear Forces Treaty between United States and Soviet Union, which basically says, hey, let's, uh, let's just... Eliminate short-range and intermediate-range nuclear and conventional missiles and not use them against each other. Um, Burma has the 8888 pro-democracy protest. Um, uprising takes place in Burma, Myanmar. During August, a nationwide pro-democracy demonstration was held in opposition to the military rule that happened and has been happening since 1962. Canada hosts the Winter Olympics from February 13th to February 28th. <coughs> Pakistan, uh, Benazir Bhutto, he's elected prime minister. Um, not as interested in this stuff quite as much. Uh, Afghanistan, Soviet Red Army withdraws, which is nice because they had been in there for a few years. World Expo 88 comes to an end during October news events. Expo 88 began in April of 1988 and was held in Brisbane, Queensland, Australia. The Expo hosted more than 15 million attendees during its run, and there were 35 countries that participated. The theme of the fair was leisure in the age of technology. The Expo was also a part of the celebrations for the Australian bison. The Australian, bison the Australian bison? No, not the Australian bison. Bicentenary. I don't know why I saw it, and I'm like, that's not a word. And I'm like, yeah, it is. Uh, it included attractions like a monorail, an amusement park, a sculpture park, and Japanese garden, among much more across the 98-acre acre fairgrounds. The U.S. Space Shuttle program resumes two and a half years after the Challenger disaster, because everyone was like, uh, do we want to go to space after blowing up a teacher? Uh, and other people, but, you know, teacher. Um, Iraq, loving these guys right now. The Iraq War ends after eight years and 1.5 million dead. Uh, they then carry out a poison gas attack on the Kurds. Uh, <laughs> Armenia has an earthquake. Uh, Scotland has a bombing. Um, a Libyan terrorist bomb explodes on Pan Am jet over uh, Lockerbie in Scotland. On December 21st, killing everyone aboard and 11 people on the ground. Australia Bicentennial. Uh, a new drug appears. Here we go. Here we go. In America, 
Sounds like you're like talking about a new Pokemon. A new drug appears. <laughs> new challenger approaching. Crack. Oh. Yay. Do you want to know who did that one? Let's see. Sorry, I gotta move this and adjust. <laughs> I just muted you real quick and nah. just want to make sure. You can thank the CIA for that one. Yeah. Distri- yeah. I mean, I don't know about in making it, but definitely distributing it. This is your brain. This is your brain when the CIA forces you to take drugs. Why do they keep doing that? What? CIA, they're like, all right, we've got a great idea. We're going to go assassinate all these people. Now we're going to introduce the worst drug we've ever done. Now we're going to go assassinate these people. Now we're going to introduce another drug. Like, they don't know what they're doing half the time. They're just going around killing people and saying, we're going to get our people really hyped up on drugs. Because CIA. Ah, they're evil little people. Uh, and CIA SA- and FBI, like, why, why, why are you guys doing that? <coughs> like FBI, well, you know, why, why you got to keep assassinating people? Why you got to keep, why you got to keep doing that? Stop it. Speaking of drugs, uh, Ben Johnson wins the hundred meter gold at the Seoul uh, Olympics and is then disqualified for taking. An anabolic steroid, Stanozole. You know, drugs, I mean, drugs, drugs, drugs. With the whole, like, <laughs> I can understand that, you know, the whole, you know, you shouldn't be taking steroids and, like, a, you know, human growth hormone or whatever for, like, if you're doing sports. But, like, if it's the Olympics, I mean, think about it like this. You're watching the Olympics to see the, basically, the pinnacle of athleticism, right? Because it's all these countries getting their best athletes together to do, you know, to compete on on the world stage. So wouldn't you think, now I'm not saying that, that they should let them do steroids. I'm not saying that, but I mean, wouldn't it be interesting to see them do that just to see like how far a person can go Let's see how I mean far sure they're using come. they're using external means like artificial means but it would be interesting to see that just to see like the peak of human physicality you're starting to sound like the CIA and I'm probably starting to sound like Joe Rogan <laughs> cuz that's I don't know if he said that but it sounds like something he would say So here's a little fun fact uh any year that is divisible by 4 is a leap year 1988 was a leap year Is it Yep. I never knew, you know what that 88, 92, 96. It's going to be that 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 makes it so easy to figure out when leap years are. Yeah, I I was always, yeah, I'm dumb. <laughs> uh US, the USS I don't know how to say that one. It's like Vincennes or Vincennes shoots down an Iranian passenger jet flight 655. Uh you know, because America is so great. So uh, they, they they went boom, boom. Over one-third of Yellowstone National Park is destroyed by a series of more than 250 small different fires combined with the 1988 drought, and it destroys 793,880 acres of the park. 
Yay! Uh, Prince Charles goes to Switzerland, Ooh. having a great time, and he escapes an avalanche. Yay! Is he, the one that, is he the one that's in trouble right now? Probably. I don't. I don't care about the. Me neither. I don't British know. Royal family. I don't even know how I heard about it, but one of them is apparently on trial for something, and I guess like the Queen stripped him of all of his like, you know, titles or something. So he has to like face the trial as a citizen, as like a civilian, and I was like, "That's cool." <laughs> <laughs> cool. So, I, I don't really care. You I know? I don't like what it, what what do they do? I don't know. I don't really care, but like, you don't really see them doing a lot of stuff. I find that I see Parliament doing all the work. Well, that's how it's designed it's a constitutional monarchy yeah really they're not supposed to do that much because you know we why, don't have kings and stuff anymore why do they keep them around what do they do uh tourism yeah like people will go out of their way to go see the king and the queen i mean i'd go see buckingham palace because it's a cool building but like i don't want, i don't care if the queen is there or if i see her that's fair <laughs> I'll go see the guards, too, because I think those guys are kind of cool, because they have to stand there all day. Oh, hey, speaking of, uh, like, CIA and covering stuff up. Okay. um, Sorry, jumping back a little bit. uh, We're going to jump forward by jumping back. 1989, uh, I'm sure you probably never heard of this one before, Uh, the Tiananmen Square Massacre. The student protests for democracy in Beijing. China gained mass popularity during this period, and eventually, on May 20th, the Chinese government declared martial law, leading to army intervention. Though the exact figures are unclear with different organizations going back and forth with their numbers, the government statement eventually listed 7,000 as injured and 241 as dead. And according to the Chinese government, it never happened. Yeah, it didn't happen, you know? Didn't happen. Didn't happen. Nope. Tank Man? Who? <laughs> oh, my God. There was a funny YouTube I love that video, though, because he's just like, like just seeing a just a guy with his with shopping bags just standing in front of a tank. <laughs> tank. And he's like, the tank tries to steer around him, and he just like steps to the side. It's just like, it's like, how do you do that? What? That takes so much courage. I would not have the guts to stand in front of, stare down a tank like that. There's a funny YouTube thing that I saw that is Lego Tiananmen Square. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Build no. your own tank. <laughs> Knock the man out of the way yourself. Have fun with Lego Tiananmen Square. <laughs> and, I, and it's weird that, like, that, that guy has never been identified. Yeah, he's... it makes sense because it was filmed like so far away, but like, it's it's so mysterious. But in the same way, it's kind of cool because like, that guy, that could that could be any of us. You That's know what right. I mean? It's like you. It's like a. It, he's like a. What's the word? It's like a like a symbol almost. Yes, a martyr. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. You know, just like it's like <laughs> you can be this guy. You just have to have the courage to do it. That's right. Stand up to China. They're evil anyways. I don't know about China, but just stand up to oppression. Oh, that works too. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, 
Everybody's oppressing everybody, I'd say. I was going to say, it doesn't matter if you go to America or China. Like, China, at least they're a lot more open about their oppression than America is. But, like, Oh, yeah. Yeesh. Yeah. They're, yeah, it's not good. Things, so, things are rough all over. Okay, Pony Boy. Um, <laughs> actually, it's not Pony Boy. It's Johnny who says that, I think. I, I thought it was the girl that said that. I don't remember Cherry. Is that her name? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. God, I don't. I don't remember The Outsiders very much. I was in a play in middle I, school. And I, I watched it recently, and then I tried to watch like the uh, the longer version of it. Got like a half hour into it, and I was like, "This is terrible." <laughs> they just added in like all these scenes of just them talking. I'm just like, I don't care. It's an interesting book, but like it's, it's a, a good, pretty quick book too. It's a good book. The movie's good, but not the two-hour-long version. The original's just fine as it is. I don't know. It's got Tom Cruise in it, so I don't... Does it have well, Tom Cruise? It does. Yeah. Yeah, I don't watch it. I don't like Tom Cruise at all. I refuse to watch his movies anymore just because Well, I, he's not like... He's in it, but he's he doesn't have a major role. He's in it like a couple scenes. Yeah, because it's Patrick Swayze. That's one of his last movies. It is? No, I don't know if that's actually true. I was just saying that. I don't. When did Patrick Swayze die? He most certainly did. When did he? Yep, he's dead. I know he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen a lot of movies with Patrick Swayze. Uh, there's Ghost and there's I haven't seen that. The Outsiders. I've seen The Outsiders. I guess you got eh, okay. Dirty Dancing, Roadhouse, Point Blank. Or sorry, Point Break, Outsiders, Dirty Dancing re-release. I am Patrick Swayze in 2019, uh, even though he's very dead by that point. Red Dawn, Donnie Darko. Donnie he, was Dar- in Don- he was in Donnie Darko? What? When did he die? I thought... 2009? I was, I was about to say, the only movie I've ever seen Patrick Swayze in is uh, The Outsiders, but apparently I've seen him in Donnie Darko, too. Well, I didn't realize how long he actually lived. Wait a minute. Oh, does he play the motivational speaker guy? I don't know. I, I haven't seen Donnie Darko. Donnie Darko is a very strange movie, but it's very good. He plays Jim Cunning, or Cunningham. Oh, I think that, yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal's in there, Drew Barrymore. Jeez. It's a good movie. It's huh. very, very strange. It's kind of funny sometimes, too. Free on Amazon Prime Video. I guess I've got another thing to watch. But, uh, but anyway, about, like, the longer version of The Outsiders. Like, uh, who made that movie? Francis Ford Coppola. Yes. And I like his movies a lot. The ones that I've seen. I've seen Apocalypse Now, and I've seen mm-hmm. the Godfather movies, and I've seen The Outsiders, obviously, but, like, for some reason, he has a propensity for, like, re-releasing his movies, but longer versions of them, <laughs> like, uncut. And, like, sometimes that's really cool. And then sometimes you're just like, dude. But the first time I watched Apocalypse Now, it was the three-hour version. I didn't know, but there was, and I figured it out really quickly, about like halfway through the movie, because there's one, because basically, the plot of the movie is he's trying to find, he's on a mission to to get to find this colonel who's basically gone crazy and escaped into the jungles of Vietnam or Cambodia or somewhere around there. And he's like basically doing all this crazy stuff and someone, and this guy has to go terminate him. He has to go kill him. But 
there's one part where it's like he's right about to get to this guy and the whole movie just stops and he ends up going to like this french like plantation in the middle of the jungle and like and i knew something i was like it's like there is something not right about this scene this scene does not belong in this movie and then i found out it was like it's like this movie was great but that one part in the middle really like sucked if it was like 17 minutes long but i thought it was like a half hour it felt so long and it was just these people talking and i was like this is terrible but the other stuff they the other deleted scenes they put in there were pretty good you got to see more of the guy who's like i love the smell of napalm in the morning (laughs) and i like that guy you get to see more of marlon brando too but just that part in the middle was just really bad it was slow just ground the whole movie to the to a halt because it's put because it feels like it's like oh he's about to get to kurtz and it's like because you've been the whole movie they're talking about kurtz like this guy's crazy we gotta get him and blah 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 it's like you're just you're like and like he's you know getting deeper in the jungle and you're like we're gonna get him it's like oh you're finally gonna see him and then it's like wait let's talk to these random french people in the jungle for like and just stop the whole movie now isn't that just frustrating? Yeah, I had find that inter- er, interesting, annoying, of just you're going and just stop and go somewhere else. Yeah, What's the like, point? It, it completely stopped. Like, the movie stopped, and I was like... <laughs> well, then it makes you wonder. It's like, what was the point of the past 17 minutes? Like, did this have any plot relevance? Could this have been earlier in the film? or like? I don't know. Like it, it honestly just didn't need to be there, and I, I kind of looked, like I kind of looked into it for like context, and I, it's like, because the movie's not like an accurate portrayal of the Vietnam War itself, it's just more of like, just kind of set in the i the like yeah. the i the ideology around it, and just like the whole kind of, and it's also based on a book called Heart of Darkness, which is about like, the European conquest of Africa. Mm-hmm in the Congo and stuff. But I mean, as a whole, it's just about like how just crazy and just insane the Vietnam war was. But I think there's something to it about with the plantation part, but like it didn't need to be in the movie. The theatrical (laughs) version is just fine. It's like, it's still kind of long. It's like two and a half hours, but it, I prefer the theatrical version. I'm sorry, Francis Ford Coppola. I love you, but that, but that, sometimes we don't want apoc- three and a half hours for the Godfather. Well, I don't know if they did that with the Godfather. Well, but I Godfather did. was already three and a half hours. Doesn't matter if it gets a but long it's edition. It's the 50th anniversary this year, and they're going to put it in theaters. And I'm, def- oh. I'm definitely going to go see that. I didn't know that. Okay, I it's guess like, I got something like, to go see. It's like next month. Are you kidding me? Yeah, it's like in oh, 4K. That's awesome. My brother was like, "Well, I don't know what happens to the Godfather. I've never seen it. It's on my to watch list. I'll grab my brother and." The we'll Godfather is a great movie. I love that movie. Oh, I love. So good. I even like the second one quite a bit, but I like the first one the best. The second one is really good, too. I haven't seen the second one in a long time, and <laughs> I, I avoided watching the third one for a while, too. And I, I never watched, watched it. I watched, like, I don't know what it was. It was, like, a it was like a different cut of it. It was, like, more recent. It was, like, oh, this is, like, the more definitive cut. It's a better cut of the movie. And it... I didn't notice the difference because I hadn't seen the original version, so I don't know how different it was. But it was, it was an okay movie. It had some good scenes and some good lines in it, but like, eh, eh, eh. yeah, 
<laughs> so, uh, we'll finish off 1989 and go ahead and finish for the evening as 10 o'clock has hit, and I didn't realize how tired I am. Um, I've been forcing myself to wake up at 8 o'clock every day. That's and what, That's what tired will do to you. It'll just it'll creep up on you. Yeah, well, like, I was sitting just waiting to come here because um, I didn't really have anything I wanted to do, and I was sitting in my bed, and that's what happened to me last night. I was just sitting in my bed watching South Park, and then I fell asleep, and I missed an event I was planning on going to last night and was like, oops, that almost happened again tonight. But uh, so average monthly rent in 1989 is $420, which has not gone up or down. It stayed exactly the same. You get the good old Tiananmen Square protest. We already talked about that a little bit. But the United Kingdom has the Hillsborough disaster. April 15th, the FA Cup semifinal between Nottingham Forest and Liverpool at Hillsborough Stadium in Sheffield. That was the most English-British sentence I've said in a very long time. Uh, Turned to tragedy when 96 people were crushed to death, many of them teenagers and children. Over 750 people were injured at the event. Um, Basically what happened was there was too many Liverpool fans that were allowed in the back of a crowded stadium or a crowded stand. Um, And as more and more people were allowed in there, those people that were already in there got pushed forward and crushed against wired safety fences. That's messed up. That's messed up. (laughs) Um, The Galileo spacecraft is launched by NASA on October 18th. The Galileo spacecraft's mission was to probe Jupiter's atmosphere and study the largest planet and its moons for two years. It was purposely plunged into Jupiter's atmosphere on September 21st, 2003 to take some final measurements and be destroyed. On its way to Jupiter, Galileo spent time studying Earth, Venus, the Moon, and two asteroids. To be destroyed. Yep. Just never coming back. I mean, it's fine because it sends us the signals back, so we don't really need it, but it's just kind of, like, depressing. So they so they plunged it into Jupiter's atmosphere so it could be destroyed by, like, the immense gravity? Yep. My gosh. What <laughs> is it with NASA and killing these these probes? It's like the Mars rover, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like they just they let him die. They didn't bring him back. <laughs> These robots care so much. I know. What was the? You know, I don't want to talk about you know the Mars rover. You know, that's still a <laughs> makes me cry every time. It doesn't make me cry, but sometimes I think about it. I'm like that's kind of sad. <laughs> it's like it's a robot. I know it's like just a machine that takes pictures, but like. Didn't it, like, send a message back? It's like, oh, it's getting dark and, like, whatever, and I can't move anymore. And I'm like, oof. It's like, is that, is that, was that really necessary? <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel so good, Mr. Stark. Yeah, it's like, why you gotta, why you gotta do that, man? Why you gotta make a, the Mars rover sad? So, uh, the Cold War begins to end, 1989. Uh, President George Bush and uh, Gorbachev meet to discuss the end of the Cold War on December 2nd and 3rd of 1989. They hold their summit in Malta not long after the fall of the Berlin Wall. Soviet Union was beginning its breakdown at the time of the meeting and signaled an easing of tensions between the two world powers. Bush and Gorbachev declared an end to the Cold War principles and a continued commitment to reducing arms and cooperating. 
At the end of the two-day meeting, they effectively declared an end to the Cold War, an ideological intention conflict stemming from the end of World War II. We're finally over that. We're still going to see Nazis on trial, though. <laughs> yeah, that's that... that's not going to stop. But no. Cold War is finally over. Finally, that darn Cold War. <sighs> oh, here's a fun one. Speaking of World War II, uh, Japanese Emperor Hirohito dies at the age of 83, ending a 63-year-long reign. 63 years? Yep. Oh my God. I would not want to run a country for that long. Well, yeah, Hirohito was leader in the face of Japan throughout its massive imperial expansion and militarization in the 1920s and throughout World War II. He oversaw the nation's recovery following the war and ushered in a new era of peace and prosperity, which saw Japan grow from the world's ninth largest economy to the second largest by the time of his death. That's a jump. Also, America. <laughs> just, just gonna say, uh, it was not all Hirohito. Yeah, that was a that was a lot of American doing. Um, Probably other people too. Yeah, quite a few other people too. But like, just with how close America and Japan got at that time. Uh, communist... buddies. It's like, hey, we blew you up. Let's be friends. <laughs> Well, I mean, they didn't really have a choice. It's They were like, we're going to make everyone Japanese. America comes in and says, you're American now. The Japanese are like, well, we can't argue with that. Just like, remember when we, like, kind of, you know. Killed your people. In, in, invented, a, <laughs> in a, 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 like, a doomsday machine and just dropped it on your country twice in, like, the span of a week. Oh. And then they're just like, yeah, let's be friends. It's like, yeah, you better. That's a good answer, America said menacingly. <laughs> yes, I want to be your friend. You're going to be my friend, Japan. <laughs> 1978, there's a communist coup, coup, coup in Afghanistan in which Mohammed Daud Khan was overthrown and replaced by Nur Mohammed Taraki in a communist coup. Taraki then, or was then deposed and murdered by rival. Hafizullah Amin in another coup. So uh, a lot of back and forth right there. Um, funny thing is, <laughs> the Soviet Army then invades in 1979 and overthrows Amin, installing a Soviet-backed leader, Babrak Carmel. Um, and I think that guy went on to live. So good for him. Uh, Game Boy release in 1989 in Japan in April and North America in July. Game Boy good. Game Boy. Uh, a few quick hitters real quick. Um, Denmark uh, grants same-sex couples uh, many of the rights and responsibilities of marriage. Um, South Africa violence and black townships worsen and over 2,500 are killed. A uh, new prime minister in South Africa. Um, Czechoslovakia Velvet Revolution. 200,000 protesters in Prague, Czechoslovakia, call for the resignation of the country's communist government in the Velvet Revolution. It then has elections. Um, it, it, uh, it gets free elections. Uh, Russia has elections, partial elections in the USSR, as the USSR is beginning to go... Germany has protests. 
um, on either side of the Berlin Wall bring about the collapse of the East German government in the Berlin Wall as it is breached and eventually dismantled and the Brandenburg Gate open. Uh, there are World China sanctions after the Tiananmen Square uh, incident. George Bush becomes, George Bush Sr., I'm sorry, becomes the President of the United States. The United States Supreme Court ruled on June 21st that flag burning is a form of political protest and an act of protected free speech under the First Amendment of the U.S. Constitution. That's good. Uh, let's see. Ted Bundy is executed in Florida's electric chair. Good. Um, He's bad. <laughs> yes. UK 737 crashes on an M1 motorway. UK Sky TV is launched in the UK. Uh, I already talked about the Hillsborough disaster. Stonehenge. Um, police arrest 250 people for celebrating the summer sol- solstice at Stonehenge. Are those the hippies you're talking about? No, hippies were five, four years earlier. They were 1985 or 86. Summer solstice. I mean, I imagine probably had something to do with hippies too i would go there i would have i would have checked that out just to see what they were doing uh civil war in lebanon increases between christian and islamic fundamentalists and that's kind of where we end 1989 is a pretty chill decade besides 86 with all the boom booms yeah but other than that like it's it it was pretty okay you know yeah it wasn't bad it wasn't bad you know, I don't understand why everyone's so obsessed with it. Whoa, but like, what was that? Yeah, that was me unplugging my laptop, not realizing that my laptop was still uh, on. Um, or at least connected to the board. So, sorry about that. That was, uh, sorry that was to awesome. <laughs> sorry, audience. That was a cool sound. Um, so, i getting very, very tired. Yeah, me too. So, it is 1015 We've been going for two hours and eight minutes. That's right. We're always going over time. That's right. It doesn't even matter. I This time, this semester, I told them from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. That is our time block. I, I we, gave us two hours, and we're still over. And we lied. We lied. You're listening to Retrospection Radio Hour. Tune in with us next week, uh, next Friday from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Also, Retrospection Radio Theater is going to be releasing a new episode soon. Uh, so please uh, please keep out for that. Every two weeks, the 15th of every month and the final day of every month. From there, it is 97.5. You're listening to 97.5 WOBN, The, the Wild, Wild Card. Card. Right here in Westerville at Otterbein, Ohio. Right here in Otterbein at Westerville, Ohio. I have been Noah. And I have been Nate. And we are now done.